and welcome back to another episode of Uncut, the Makers Podcast. It's me, Atia, and I've got Juliet here with me today. How are you, Juliet? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Very well. How are you, Atia? Are you good? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. How's your summer going? Yeah, summer's been very boring with lots of packing. <laughs> this year's summer has just been, I mean, I am very happy to, you know, confront these things that I've been packing away and hiding around the house. I guess just had to do it. So it's just all that packing, putting things away, getting ready to move. We have to hand the keys back on, well, in the next 10 days. So we've just got to get a move on with it. But yeah, it's just boring packing, really. How are you? How's it, yeah. how's it going? I bet you can't wait your countdown. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait to go away now because it's just been, well, in my office, I've spoken about this before on Instagram, it gets to 30 degrees in the summer. So oh. it's just like exhausting even just being in there. So I'm very glad to have a little break over the summer and just also being with the kids. Cause you know, if you, obviously when you're off, I guess you're like, this, you're, it's a school holiday. So you don't need to worry about this as much, but if I'm working and it's the school holidays and the kids are basically not doing very much, I always feel really guilty. And then I try and be like, okay, let me squeeze in a park trip. And then you end up, you know, trying to do extra things and trying to fit in a bit of sewing. So then it all gets a bit exhausting. So I'm looking yeah. forward to just, it's actually quite good to not be able to sew for a while or, you know, yeah. just to be like, okay, I'm having a complete break from everything. So I think that's going to be good for me as well. Oh, I'm thinking about the different DIY projects I'm going to do when we move over, you know, things for the home, you know, but mm. yeah, it's all exciting. It's all exciting. And I'll be very happy to share about them here on the podcast. Yeah, I'm looking forward exciting to your time. kind of home decorating sort of journey. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see. Okay. So we've got a really lovely special guest today who I'm really excited to speak to today. Hello, Christine. Hello. Hi. Hi. So Hi, um, we're talking... We're talking to Christine today. We'll just ask you to introduce yourself in a moment, but we're going to chat about your maker's story and unlocking creativity and some tips for future projects. I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say about that. Could you just introduce yourself and just let our listeners know about you? Yes. So, hi, everybody. It's lovely to be here today. My name's Christine, Christine Leach, and in a sewing world, I'm probably known best as So Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I also have the So Yeah Social Club, which is something that I've been developing over the past couple of years, basically, since just before lockdown. And I'm a crafter, maker, author, workshop host, TV presenter, occasionally, a couple of things. (laughs) So I kind of do a bit of everything, really. It's quite hard to categorise me, but I am making or thinking about making or doing something creative, then I am happy, basically. It's your happy place. I am my happy place, yes, you exactly. Absolutely, I love it. When did you start, when, when did you start to, okay, can you take us back to your first ever sewing session? <laughs> I mean, do you really want to go back that far? Because <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have a certificate from when I was, four possibly five for our village flower and produce show that has a kids craft session section and I won first place for the best hemmed handkerchief when I was like (laughs) Um, making so I have been making yes and I really remember my nan teaching me how to do that sewing and I remember her telling me to kind of unpick it and start again when I started going a bit 
wonky which sounds quite hardcore but it was all done with love (laughs) and very kind (laughs) and it worked because I won the certificate so I have always been crafty I've come from a very crafty family my nan used to work for Glasinger like making all the cricket pads and all the leatherware doing all the sewing for them Mm. and then she just obviously taught my mum to sew so and then my mum passed it down to us so we were always like making our own clothes when we were younger and started off making clothes for our dolls and then progressed into making bits of our school uniform and stuff so really kind of yeah Mm. taking (laughs) making skirts and taking them in and taking them in and taking them in so they would be really tight (laughs) so it made it impossible to walk but that was the fashion of the day so yes so I was always been quite handy quite hands-on and then I guess I started kind of making as part of a living when I was older obviously and I worked as a for my degree I did illustration and then I went and worked in magazines in like women's interest magazines like teenage magazines like Bliss and Just 17 and I was like a designer and then all that kind of came together and taught me lots of different things and then I yeah. ended up working for Hobbycraft magazine yeah so I kind of, when that was I think that lasted didn't last very long mm. when we were doing it. But so I was like the art director on Hobbycraft magazine and then that kind of got me back into the making and kind of realising that there was this appetite for craft again, which I yeah. think as we all know it's had a massive resurgence. Absolutely. Mm. Ten to fifteen years. So then that kind of made me realise that oh maybe there is like a place out there for me to do my more crafty side so yeah that was very quickly from four to 48 (laughs) (laughs) what I noticed just looking at your Instagram is that you've got such a variety of different crafts that you do so you do a bit of dressmaking embroidery like different like pom-pom crafts and things do you have a favorite was there anything that you I've kind of not fallen because I'm really happy with where I am now but I'm doing a lot of embroidery at the moment kind of embroidering on felt mm. which I find because my kind of thing is I'm not trained in any of these things like I've learned to dress make from my parents from my mum and then I've learned to embroider from you know from brownies or whatever I've never been to any kind of lessons for these things so I don't claim to be an expert in any of these things but I have a lot of passion and I have a lot of ideas I feel like there's people who you know I might end up going down a weird tunnel that starts insulting people I don't want to do that yes we're doing a lot of embroidery on felt at the moment and I kind of have a lot of ideas so I like to show people the ideas and teach people the ideas and then if there's other people who are more talented in the actual embroidery stitches and stuff then they can kind of take the ideas that I have and then run with them with all their amazing embroidery stitches whereas I kind of do a lot of basic stitches but I kind of muddle them all together 
yeah it's quite intricate but it's quite simple but yeah kind of thing so at the moment that's my favorite thing Mm. I did have a very passionate love with pom-poms when I was writing my pom-pom book (laughs) as well (laughs) my daughter loves um, that pom-pom book oh yeah there's some good there's some really good projects in there and it's very addictive and it is a really good craft to get into and especially for younger people and people who don't think they're crafty it's just one of those things where when I've run workshops in the past and there's been some very enthusiastic people there and then there's been their like friends that have just come along to hang out with them but haven't really been wanting to make the pom-pom if Mm. you can just encourage them to start then they're just like oh my god this is the best thing in the world (laughs) and they're just off and it's so nice to see yeah and suddenly realizing that they do have some creativity yeah but okay so for your the felt crafts that you do do you use the Cricut Maker as well for those so yes again one of my kind of plans one of my kind of you know things that I just want to be accessible to everybody so I don't want to create things that are impossible to do if you don't have a cricket maker oh. but so everything I create is able to be cut out by hand okay but if you do have a cricket maker then mm-hmm. you can obviously cut it maybe slightly neater or in multiples which is kind mm-hmm. of brilliant I mean a cricket maker and felt is just dreamy it's just <laughs> oh, well, a cricket maker cutting anything is yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I am lucky to have one of those. Okay. Yeah, so when I make my kits, I cut them all out with my cricket. Cricket, yeah. I just find, you know, creating the different designs on the computer and then transferring yeah. it, I find that that's the part that really does limit me. So I like to hand Yeah, them. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I'm making everything, well... I've got visuals here but that doesn't really help like I'm working on something at the moment and I'm starting with a sketch and then I kind of refine the sketch and then I take it onto my computer and then I refine it in there and then it ends up in Cricut but I'm fortunate because I have had that kind of design magazine yeah. design background that I have yeah. all of that those yeah. skills as well and it's yeah nice that you combine the two in that way yeah you did I remember I was at one of the you know these craft or creative shows that no, yeah I can't remember which one in specific but you ran a workshop there you had a workshop that people could attend but I wasn't able to attend because I didn't book a- oh. anyway, that's just me I wasn't <laughs> oh. I wasn't organized but anyway I was just wondering how what did you do over the pandemic where you couldn't actually run physical classes or workshops yes it was funny because just before so in the September well, it's not really just before, is it? So six months before, but I'd kind of like bitten the bullet and I'd had this idea for this thing called the So Yeah Social Club, which was going to be an online and in real life community club that would bring crafters together mm. and we would have kind of like meetups and workshops and do all these fun festival things. And I kind of said this is the thing this is what I'm going to do and I took a tent at the Hammock Fair and I kind of ran workshops throughout the three days and kind of got everyone really excited and g'd up and then I did another one 
at the business design center i think that's it was the one. The, yeah yeah <laughs> and it was on the, and it was on the weekend where everyone was talking about this yeah this yeah. new strange bug and yeah. oh did you come by a tube oh i don't know if that was wise so it's literally literally the last weekend before it kind of all went so sadly wrong so all these grand plans i had i had to suddenly switch and turn them into like purely online yeah but you know in a way i did have a captive audience so i was really fortunate and lucky and it was such a nice way because i live on my own it was just such a nice way to kind of stay connected with everybody people. else yeah their people so yeah so then i just kind of switched and started creating these friday night lives on my instagram and we sort of started where I was just like, oh, I've just been making this dress. Do you want to see it? And kind of just the general, <laughs> like, oh, I've just made this pom-pom. Look, this is how you make these pom-poms. And then that gradually morphed into me creating a different project every month, selling it as a download on my website, and then taking like three or four Friday evenings to kind of show how to make it on the Instagram live so it was kind of had like a video tutorial alongside the download which really worked and was so nice such a good way for us all to stay connected at that yeah. time yeah and I kind of wanted like I've got you know some really good friends that have done the whole craft kit thing which is amazing and you know they've all done so well but I kind of wasn't set up for that mm. and I sometimes I get sort of a bit I felt like the downloads kind of worked better for me because I know when I receive kits I get a bit overwhelmed if they kind of start piling up and I haven't got the time to do it so oh, I, thought, I see what you mean mm. yeah mm. <laughs> so mm. like if every month I get another kit I'm like I really want to make that and then I'm like <laughs> I don't have time and I feel guilty and bad but I thought if I do it as a download then you can buy it but sort of get around to it at some point but not feel like it's watching you from the corner going are you going to make it today <laughs> so yes for me downloads were the way forward Download. and then people can use their own materials yeah. you know all the bits and pieces that they've got in their hands and when mm. it was hard to go out we just kind of did a lot of zero waste kind of mm. projects and mm -hmm. yeah so that's sort of where I am now, basically. So in terms of people who are new to crafting or they don't feel like they're creative people, do you have any kind of tips for how to start being more creative? Is there something that have never tried before? I just think just go for it. I think if you find something that you like the look of, like say, you know, something in a shop, like something beautiful in anthropology or something somewhere that you like the look of and then I find quite often that that's quite inspiring that you think I'd like to make something that looks like that I'm not sure where I'm going with this <laughs> but for my ideas I always try and make things that look like they could be sold in shops mm. and especially with my embroidery mm. you can make things that are based on the simplest of stitches literally one straight stitch but you yeah. could do that in six different colors and in six different lengths of line mm. and you can create 
something really beautiful like even if it's just like in a hoop as a piece of wall art it mm. can still be really nice so I'm kind of saying two different things there but start simple and but find up. something that yeah. find yeah and find something that inspires you even if it's just a color way that you hadn't necessarily thought of yeah it's always good to always you know to begin with it's really good to like copy stuff in a color way kind of Mm. way or just see something that you admire and try and see if you can do it and Mm. yeah there's so many simple projects out there and just don't get overwhelmed and like you'll do that little video tutorials or written tutorials find the way that you in Engage with instructions work out yeah. what way that is that's what i have found is that some people read all of my instructions some people just look at the pictures and some people are like i'm just going to wait for you to show me <laughs> we're all different ways of learning yeah, and i think if you're, yeah. yeah i think yeah. if you're taught something in a way that your brain doesn't engage with that will just put you off for life it's the same with like teaching school children but so yeah Mm. So if you want to read the instructions, read the instructions. If you want to find the YouTube video, watch the video and yeah. hopefully mm-hmm. that won't put you off. You'll find <laughs> your way. You spoke about the photographs that come along with your instructions. I must say, like, your photography is just so good. <laughs> it it really grabs you, doesn't it? The Honestly, colors, I think the image styling, the actual clarity of your images, and it's just so beautiful and eye-catching. Did you Aww. have any training on that, or is it just something um, that's come from, yeah, practice? Hmm. So I think from working in women's magazines for 25, 30 years, as the art director and the creative director, then, yes, I learned a lot that way of kind of what makes a good image and what you need to see and what you need to show and then working with so I kind of always kind of went out and was the person that ended up working with the stylist or styling the kind of all the beauty projects products that you had to put together or the fashion items and stuff. so I learned a lot that way and then when I was working on my own books I kind of had to do a lot of the styling with that so I've I've learned a lot from yeah so I started yeah most of the books myself and then in lockdown when I was writing I wrote a book called zero waste gift wrap which Mm -hmm. is all about like furoshiki so doing the kind Mm of Japanese art of wrapping using silk cloths and then also making different sorts of gift bags out of old pajama bottoms and various old jumper sleeves and things and obviously I was supposed to pack up all the products and send them down to be photographed by the photographer yeah and they were like yeah we can't do that anymore oh do you think you could take the photos <laughs> I was like well this is the camera that I've got and I basically had like a two-hour crash zoom lesson with the camera that I've got and the photographer kind of telling me what to do what buttons to press and what to basically set it on wow and then I just kind of did that and then just from learning that and now I do do yeah now I do do my own photography as well yeah you're so good good. oh thank you (laughs) they're very yeah very 
very eye-catching very eye-catching <laughs> thank yeah. you yeah you, do you, you have do... any oh sorry go on <laughs> okay. no i was just going to ask whether you have any favorite like suppliers or where you go to for all your sort of craft supplies or anything yeah so my projects that i'm mostly doing now like i said of working on the felt projects and i have a real issue with working with felt that's not a hundred percent wool like with the acrylic it's just it feels a bit squeaky i was going to say that <laughs> <laughs> like my sister can't touch polystyrene and I can't really sew with felt that's got acrylic in it so I get all my felt supplies from lovely Nicole at Cloudcraft she mm. has a lovely selection of felt and she does all the embroidery threads and all the bits and pieces as well but then I also get my embroidery threads from Lovecraft as well because I right. sometimes I'm I make projects for them and they've got a range called paint box so I use a lot of their threads as well so that's really nice but then I'm a big one for like eBay and car boot sales and like trying to find just trying to keep my footprint low yeah so like I make up these little kits of beads to a lot of my work is beaded and people nobody needs a thousand tiny beads especially when you need them in five different colors for my project so I try to like search and find beads and then I break them down and make them into little color related kits but I'm always looking in charity shops and car boot sales and eBay to kind of just get pre-loved stuff so it kind of makes for quite an eclectic mix sometimes but then that's really unique and lovely so i've got like a massive bag of tiny bells i bought about well it must have been in february from a car boot sale i'm like yes come on christmas christmas (laughs) yeah (laughs) i just have to remember where they are that is a problem i was gonna ask you how you organize everything yeah i've seen you've got a lovely studio (laughs) so. <laughs> is it lovely or is it full of rubbish? That's the I mean, I just think it's really funny when I'm looking. No, I can't have a tidy studio and a tidy house. It's either one or the other because I'm either moving stuff from the house into the studio and hiding it in the studio, or I'm moving it out of the studio because I need it for a workshop or something and moving it into the house. Hmm. So, organization. It's not my forte, mm. but whenever I do go to a car boot sale, I'll find a useful set of drawers or a useful little box that I can hide something in. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I just, whenever I look around, I'm like, yeah. You know, it all needs sorting. So with those bells, one of the tips that I might give a person who struggles with their creativity might be to start from something that they've already picked up. So say, for example, the bells. Yeah. The bells can yeah, inspire definitely. a project, yes or no? Definitely, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah, definitely. Or, you know, when you see things at car boot sales, like, and it is, yeah, you, I quite often find things at car boot sales that you're just like, your creativity is in everything, isn't it? And True. Like, I know you're, you're just moving house, mm. and there's so many things that I've seen at car boot sales and left because they're the wrong colour or something, but then by the time I've got home, I'm like, 
you could have just spray painted it you could have just painted oh, yeah. it it would have been like yeah. an amazing thing if it had been yeah. bright pink instead of yeah. like gray so yeah you have to it's that slight thinking outside the box and mm. kind of yeah being inspired by something that you yeah. like the shape of but isn't the right color or something and just yeah just going for it there's nothing especially with car boot sales you're already if you're buying something from a car boot sale you're already giving it a second lease of life true so mm. and you're less precious about it than if it's something that you've like really bought a shop so yeah. just see what happens if you cover it in fabric or start yeah. coloring it in with indelible markers or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can always spray paint it back to the original <laughs> color if you like yeah. it <laughs> i will say the seasons as well seasons can be another inspiration so you have yeah. your christmas you have Eve, yeah. you have easter valentine's yeah. there's all these different seasons actually christine which of the seasons are which one's your favorite season to create things for oh no you knew that question was coming <laughs> wow yeah, you, you, you're a lot of projects yeah yeah i mean i've been you know christmas is the crafter's dream really isn't <laughs> it but so people are we're all wait i think we're going to start on our christmas festive projects in kind of next month next month towards the end of september yeah because i do it once a month i'm like well that's only three projects and i've already got six ideas so quite hard to get them make them all fit and easter's really nice as well i just find it sad in a way and this comes from my magazine time as well that you always end up doing everything in advance so it's quite hard to actually enjoy it oh yeah at the time as well yeah. mm. i always remember you would get back from christmas holidays the magazines and all the easter eggs would be there ready and waiting for you <laughs> and you're like really oh. <laughs> yeah because the magazine always designed like two months hmm. you would be designing like march in january wow. so then it would be like oh we need to have an easter picture <laughs> and i feel that a bit with craft as well that it's kind of creating things before the event hmm. and then not and trying to make yourself be actually present for the event yeah mm. with crafting ahead yeah because mm. you're spending so much time making them as well by the time it's probably the excitement of the actual event is mm -hmm. gone by the time you've finished yeah. making whatever it yeah. was yeah. yeah yeah true so all your summary projects all the summer stuff were made way before well i guess I mean, I say these, I say these things, don't I? And then I am always scrabbling to get them finished in time. But I do have three Christmas prototypes here in front wow. of me now, and then, but then I get cocky and I'm like, oh yeah, I've done Christmas, and then it will get to November, and I'm like, oh, I haven't actually written the instructions <laughs> because I love the creation and the coming up with the idea, and then it's the hard writing, the mm. writing. Mm. That I keep putting off, but yeah, and trying to get better at that. Yeah. So, because I wanted to ask, like, what's coming up next? So, I guess Christmas is coming up next week. <laughs> so, Christmas is coming up next, and then Halloween. Halloween. I like a Halloween. I we did a lovely Dios de los Muertos skull last year for Day of the Dead. Halloween. Yes, but Halloween I always forget. 
always <laughs> kind of bypassing it for Christmas. But yes, hopefully we'll do something for Halloween. Like I did saying that I'm so organised. Literally two weeks ago, mm. I was like, oh, hang on. It's summer holidays. I should do some crafts for kids. So I spent the last two weeks, two weeks creating this like printable colouring in book Ooh. for children. Well, I've decided it's for adults of all ages, children and adults. <laughs> it's for everyone, basically, because it's based on my embroidery patterns. I'll show you a picture. Ooh. So it's like based on my colouring, it's based on my embroidery patterns. Yes. So if you were into embroidery, you could make a lot of the projects as embroidery projects. Or if you are a child or someone who likes colouring in, there's a lot of colouring in to do. And then rather than just being a colouring in sheet that you're then finished with, you can then cut it out, stick it together and turn it into like floral wreath or rainbow wall hanging or a bug postcard or like superhero mask so I kind of have these ideas and I have to action them straight away so that is what I that's my last project that I sort of snuck in (laughs) when I shouldn't have been doing it but I couldn't stop myself and wanted to be helpful for everyone who had children to entertain yeah Okay. Does that answer a question? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I can't remember what the question was. No, no, I was I asked about what's coming up, so yeah, definitely. Oh yes, that's coming up. That's coming up and Christmas is coming up. And then hopefully New Year's some more workshops here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your because a lot of your crafts are season well, I do see a lot of, you know, season inspirations in you. So I like yeah, so new. I do actually have a project for New Year. I'm going to be doing some more mindful making, some kind of taking some time out and making, hopefully making some kind of self-portrait dolls. I think they have a special name, but I can't remember what they are. But just kind of, so taking time to make these dolls that are kind of resemble yourself in one way or another and then you can talk to them and you can give them your affirmations and kind of just take well, like more that. emotional time when you're doing your project and they can mm. be your secret keepers or your yes whatever so there you go that's January February will be February <laughs> March April Easter <laughs> and then we're back here again <laughs> 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 that's oh. problem. It's, it's wishing the year away because you want to get on with the next project but yeah oh. trying to enjoy it while you can as well yeah 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 thanks for sharing those great tips so we really enjoyed sort of learning from you is there anything no particular in terms of like was, is there anything that you'd say you don't enjoy in terms of crafting or any downsides to crafting or your work for me personally as a creator rather than the other side, like a maker. Sometimes I get frustrated with the amount of time things take, and I want to really enjoy Mm. the process of embroidery, which I do. And then I realise that it's been five hours, Mm. and I haven't really finished it. I need to get it finished because I've got another deadline to hit. Mm -hmm. I find that quite hard, but no. Otherwise, I don't think I do have a down. 
You know, there are a few tools that are being produced these days. They're named ergonomical. <laughs> I was oh, yeah. If there are any sorts of tools that you use to help out with, you know, all the different muscles that you have to use on. Mm. I'd like to say there were. Hmm. But. Okay. No. Okay. But no. You know, with the hoops, do you use yeah. the actual hoops or do you have them on a stand? What do you do? I was just thinking about that. So the thing with embroidering felt is that it's so stable that quite often I don't embroider on a hoop. I kind of sh- cut the shape of whatever it is I'm making first and then just embroider on that. I did get a hoop stand the other day from eBay. Okay. And I can see how it will be good Mm. if I was working in a hoop. And I used one, I used it last night on my IGTV to kind of, and that did help. Mm. Okay. But then the camera, the camera camera keep getting it. Anyway, it's all a bit confusing, but... (laughs) because mm. yeah, no. I find with embroidery the biggest problem for me is neck pain because mm. you're always kind of like doing oh, okay. this so mm. I suppose if you've got your hoop stand in a particular position then maybe that yes. helps mm. yeah I mean I've got a split disc at the moment so any form of sitting down for a long period of time is quite painful for me so I do quite often find myself embroidering lying on the, lying on the sofa with my head on the back of the, with my head on the sofa yeah somehow does work yeah okay no okay cool well where can people find you christine oh, well i just been talking all that talk and then realizing that yes yeah, so i am on instagram at so yeah and at so yeah social club the kind of month weekly instagram zooms and monthly digital projects that i do i sell through my website so yes socialclub.com that Mm -hmm. hopefully fingers crossed before the end of the year is going to become like a proper members club at the moment it's like pay as you go but then hopefully in the next couple of months it's going to become like a subscription service so it will become a lot more streamlined and you'll just get your project every month and then you get access to a lot more stuff, materials, free projects, yeah. and then a monthly Zoom so that we can all get together and do like a unique bespoke workshop. So yeah, Social Club is the place to be, quite frankly. I just had a quick look at your website and you've got some really good projects. So I've just got a cricket recently, so I might have a go at one of those. Is it a horse or a unicorn yes. or something like that? So that that a horse. Great one. Yeah. Yeah, I've, so, I finally learned, worked out my cricket properly. So now I'm offering cricket for all my future projects. There will be a cricket download to go with it as well. Okay. That's good. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, really no interesting problem. to hear from you and to learn more thank about you. your crafting. Yeah. Um, okay so yeah everyone can find christine over on instagram and definitely check out the social club as well because there's lots of nice activities on there and the children's one looks great as well so i might get that for my kids to do on the train we're going to train journey soon. yeah, yeah. good cool <laughs> very good yeah. yeah you only need four things <laughs> coloring pencils glue and a pair of scissors three Excellent. things that sounds perfect okay. <laughs> all right well thank you everyone for listening oh, as well thank today thanks so christine much. for joining us And we'll see you again next week, everybody. All right, take care then. Bye. 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 Bye.